Boom, and I think we're live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Divi Chat. So glad you guys could join us. Each week, some of the greatest WordPress and Divi minds get together and discuss Divi and WordPress topics. Tonight's no different. We've got a great topic for you guys. We're going to discuss lead magnets in episode 37. But before we get chatting, let's see who's on the panel tonight. Hi, Gino. Hey, David, and everybody out there in uh, Divi land, what's going on? This is Gino Quiroz, founder and director at Monterey Premier. Uh, you want to connect? Connect with me on Twitter at G-E-N-O-Q. Awesome. Thanks, Gino. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Uh, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter um, at A Girl in Her Mac. And my website is agirlinhermac.design. Boom. Thanks, <laughs> Leslie. Hey, Tim. Everybody, Tim Streifler here, and you can reach me at divilife.com and timstreifler.com. Fantastic. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. And you can find me on Facebook. I'm no longer pretending. I do not tweet. I automatically tweet when it goes to Instagram. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram and I'm on I'm Facebook. I'm no longer pretending. And mostly. <laughs> I'm not Sorry, a tweeter. I tried it. I'm letting you down because I know the WordPress community is really big and with Twitter, but I just can't seem to get the hang of it and stuff. So. I can't keep up either. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I tweet like once every two years, and it's usually just like a retweet or something. Yeah, I, like, I retweet Gino. With yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest. Right after the WordCamps, I was like all over it for like two months. Uh, or like a month, you know, and then like the last three weeks, it's like I get in there every couple of days and just try to <laughs> say it's a lot to, to do, man. If somebody tells you to hire a social media person, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just do it. Hire them. Take our advice. That's a lot of work. All right. Well, tonight we're going to discuss lead magnets. And uh, I think what I want to do to start off like we do each week is uh, let's define what a lead magnet is for people out there who may or may not know what it is. And it's pretty simple. A lead magnet is an offering of value to your prospect in exchange for their contact information. And we're going we're gonna to talk about why you may want to do that tonight, what the value and benefit of lead magnets are and gaining that contact information and you know some of the different types of lead magnets that we all use. And um, we'll give some examples of other lead magnets that are you know tried, proven, uh, things that you can use to market to your potential audience and stuff. So um, why don't we start off with uh, why would you need to use a lead magnet? And, and I'm going to kind of throw it out to the panel and we'll, we'll discuss. Well, well I'm going to answer only because I have one answer on this whole topic. So I want to find out there <laughs> Do it to grow your email list and there's a lot of possibilities that you can do with an email list and in fact David and I were talking earlier um, and he was saying you know when they him and Corey started Aspen Groves you know they weren't everything was kind of coming together and it's a lot when you start a company but he was like man I'm just really glad that we got the email list going at least because now that we know more and we're more prepared to know things that we can do with it I have it so you know and those are that's time you can't get back. You know, that's visitors you can't get back. So you definitely want to start with the email list. And to my knowledge, that's what I mostly use lead magnets for with my clients and on DB chat. Um, I'm not real big on them because I don't know a whole lot about them, but um, that's my purpose. 
Yeah, one thing that was a, a good definition, Leslie, or a good reason, I should say. Uh, one thing I want to add to that is um, on kind of the flip side, so that you know, for um, online businesses, having an email list is huge. But um, on the flip side, you know, local businesses, service businesses, they can use lead magnets to basically to get leads for lead generation, so that they could call them. Um, you know auto shops or, or whatever, you know, offering some sort of value in exchange for name, contact, email, so that they can call them and, you know, try to sell them or, or, or whatever. So um, I, I feel like mainly lead magnets are talked about with um, online businesses growing your email list, like Leslie mentioned, but um, you also can, can see them being used in uh, more of the, the service type business where you're going to get on the phone and call them up and uh, get them interested in, in selling what a, whatever product or service that, that you offer. It's, it's funny you say that, Tim. I was thinking uh, just earlier today how lead magnets uh, are not really a new concept at all. Like you said, uh, back when I was in sales, when, in like when the internet was just kind of really starting to take off, uh, what we used to do is go to trade shows and you see them in restaurants all the time, drop your business card in and win a prize or win a free lunch. That's a lead magnet right there. You know, and so there's there's many ways to go about it. Obviously, this episode we're going to talk about online businesses, but just the basic idea is, yeah, get somebody's contact information, a potential customer's contact information, because that potential customer is a lead, and that's all a lead magnet is. Yeah, and I think we're going to cover quite a few. You know, we'll cover the online stuff, Tim. I'm really glad that you brought that point up because that is a very valid point. There's a lot of web developers that watch Divi Chat, and they want to know how they can help their customers increase their bottom line, their revenue. And lead magnets is a way to do it. And we'll give a few examples tonight of what we're doing with our own clients. One comes to mind right away because we just launched a website and we just built a lead magnet for them to do exactly that, to capture customers' data so that they can contact them locally to um, their services to them and stuff. So those are called warm leads. There's lots of difference. You know, there's a cold lead, there's a warm lead. You know, I would, if, if somebody's filling out your lead magnet, I would consider that a warm lead. They're interested in your product, they're interested in your service, and those are people that you can contact, and they're more apt to receive that con uh, contact from you and stuff. So um, let me go back to my question. My question is, you know, why would you want or need to use lead magnets? And obviously, we've kind of answered that one. Um, when would you want to use a lead magnet? Do y'all feel that's the same type of question? The answer is always. <laughs> Good one, Tim. Good one. There you go. That question is answered. Let's go to the next question. Um, I, I'm gonna. Why don't I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there because this is probably gonna get us going with several several different things. What are different types of lead magnets? What are some of the different types of lead magnets? Obviously. We're kind of in the same niche, so we'll bring out some some lead magnets, and I won't name all of them off of my list. Um, I'll throw it out there before I start rattling off. If you guys want to want to throw out, what are some types of lead magnets? Um, well, I have a I, I don't have any clients that that use them. I have some coaches, and they like to have them. They'll have like a landing page, and they'll offer a free um, like a little ebook or um, something pertaining to their services, uh, whether it be a document or a short video or some, something to get access so they can learn more about their services, 
get some sort of interaction going, you know, because a lot of people are very um, hesitant to make that first step, right? Um, so a lot of my, my clients, that's what they use it for, just kind of like an icebreaker, sort of, you know, like, hey, let me show you this, you know, you can give me give me your email, your your name, you don't have to, you, you know, you can ask what, what you want to ask for, um, but that's mainly what I've used them on for my clients. Um, they, they do like a giveaway type thing. Ebook was number one on my list, Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good. And uh, from, from what I've seen, a lot of sites will, will have kind of a general lead magnet that, you know, might show up on every page, you know, like as an, like an ebook um, that can really be, uh, I guess, pertain to anyone that might be on their site for whatever they do. And then more specifically ma magnets on a particular blog post or, you know, part of their website that is pertaining to the person that is, um, in that part of the, the, I guess the buying cycle or, you know, you know, whatever it may be. So for example, with, um, the Divi life, I have a few different tutorials that, that have lead magnets in the form of, um, what they call content upgrades. And so there's, uh, you know, something that is taught in the, the tutorial and then the content upgrade basically takes them a step further. Um, and I don't know who, who, uh, originally came up with the term content upgrades and started doing it first, but um, I, I learned I did, about Tim, it from I did just letting you know I learned about it from David, which is what I was about to say. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> no, fancy. I, I learned about it from uh, Neil Patel, probably as as we spoke about last week. Um, and every damn week, you, Tim, damn you, exactly. Let's just keep pushing his podcast. <laughs> so uh, for for one of one of my my tutorials. Um, it's a super easy tutorial, but um, for, for beginners, it's, it's something that is very valuable, and that's how to create a fixed navigation menu in Divi on mobile, which in Divi, it happens by default on desktop, but on mobile, um, you have to do it with custom CSS. And so uh, there's a, a couple parts to it, um, and, and so I give away the code, I show them how to use it, and then I had one person say, why don't you put this in a plugin and sell it? And so I thought, actually, I have a better idea. I'll put it in a plugin and I'll give it away for free as a lead magnet, essentially. And so, um, so I did that, and uh, so that is a form of a content upgrade. And I see that having a much higher conversion rate than like a general, you know, ebook that I would put on the entire website because it's specific to the you know what they came there for. They came there for to learn how to create a fixed menu on mobile on their Divi site. And so this content upgrade, this lead magnet, takes them a step further and allows them to do it even more easily than the tutorial. So um, I forgot the original question, and I just started well, talking those, about that. Those, those are some good ones. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, because I think we can go down quite a few different alleyways, rabbit holes, and discuss more in depth some of these. I'm going to read off some of the different types of lead magnets that I've um, that I'm aware of and that I've listed and we, we can dive off into them specifically and talk about how they may benefit different types of businesses and stuff. Ebooks, Leslie's already mentioned. Guides or reports are really good um, lead magnets. Cheat sheets, handouts. A lot of people put out these images, you know, social media image sizes and stuff, you know, that's a download, a PDF or, or, or you know, some type of brochure thing. Those are lead magnets, toolkits, resources list, you know, the top 10, you know, best ways to do X lead magnet, free versions of your products or free trials. WordPress.org has a repository. 
a lot of the WordPress community is built on the freemium model, which is they will have a free version of their and, you know, have a pro version as well. So they'll give away the free version to give you a little taste. That's a lead magnet, some form of lead magnet. Quizzes, surveys, all forms of lead magnets. Some that are specific for the Divi community that we use. Tim's mentioned tutorials, absolutely 100%. Layout packs, several people give away, um, you know, plugins, free plugins and stuff in the Divi community. Those are lead magnets as well. A couple of examples that we use, Divi Space, we have the child, child theme creator, allows people to come to the website, create a child theme, prepares it all for them. That's a lead magnet. My Demo promo zone. bar. Yeah, absolutely. Demo zone, lead magnet. So these are some of the different types of lead magnets that I thought of, you know, and obviously it's infinitum. I mean, the, 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 the list can go on and on and on. Any product or thing that brings a value to your end user, you can use as a lead magnet. So those are some of the lead magnets. If you guys want to add to the list, go for it. Um, if not, we can discuss and, and move on to some other topics as far as lead magnets and ways we use them and stuff. Did you, uh, did you say discounts? Like, did not say discounts. Discounts are very good. Absolutely. Yeah. Coupons. Those yeah. are very popular in, in e-commerce. Um, and I see them a lot with exit intent. So someone will be about to leave an e-commerce site and then the pop-up exit intent pop-up will trigger and say, wait, we'll give you a 10% discount. Just give us your email. <laughs> and, uh, or you see those even without exit intent, uh, which can be, yeah, it's a great way to, to gain an email list. Now everyone's going to go on your site and just pop out so they can get that. Like, hey, we know how to get a discount. <laughs> I, I don't have that on my site oh. yet, but yeah. I'm just saying I see it a lot. <laughs> I haven't used it, but, um, but yeah, discounts are, are really popular for, uh, uh, for lead magnets because everyone wants savings. It's like, even if they were thinking, well, I don't even know if I'm gonna buy something from this site, but I don't wanna miss out on this discount. And so that's yeah. why lead magnets are, are so effective because now they're on the email list and can you know be notified of sales and new products and so forth. Absolutely, great one. Can't believe well, I missed the discounts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you touched on this a little bit, David, uh, but one of the most popular uh, that we're seeing more and more of lately uh, for like the last couple of years are webinars. Um, webinars are a great uh, lead yeah. magnet. Uh, you're giving, uh, like like everything else we've talked about before, that we just talked about, um, you're giving them, you know, something that they, they, they would normally go out and pay for. Um, and the idea is to generate those leads and possibly even, you know, at the end of that webinar, lead them on to like a paid, um, you know, lesson plan or or material or product but webinars are, are pretty popular absolutely yeah that was great point yeah um all right let me and if we think of more feel free to jump in just because i'm throwing some questions out here i have a really important question that i would like for us to discuss Ooh. all four individually because i really would like for each one of us to kind of weigh in on it and the question that i have is is the quality of the lead magnet important. Yeah. Leslie's shaking her head. Go. <laughs> the quality of everything is important. Yeah. Um, yeah, the quality of what you're giving away, the quality of the design of the page that the lead magnet isn't on or the pop-up or whatever, wherever it's at. Um, yeah, everything has to tie in um, and, and, you know, 
be be well worded, be well designed, and all that. And um, yeah, if you're giving away something for free, don't just you know could give yourself five minutes. Be like, I need to get something out there. It, make okay. it quality. You know, <laughs> they they want to make them want to come back. <laughs> let me let me add to the question and add some clarification because okay. absolutely yes, you want it to be of high quality. But there's a there's a train of thought out there in the world that if I put something of high value out there for free, you know, I'm wasting, why would I want to do that? And what I'm trying to get at is, you know, is it important to throw together something that is a lead magnet or can you go all out and do something like Tim mentioned earlier, create a plugin, which definitely takes more resources and stuff. So does that matter? Well, you, I guess, I mean, you don't want to be a one trick pony and have the one thing to offer. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, you know, why do you want to, uh, why would you give away the farm kind of thing? Give away the, yeah, something of, of high value. But um, I mean, that's, yeah, kind of the, the world we live in with internet marketing is so much is free out there that people, um, yeah, that's people demand free stuff. They're not going to want to give up their email list when they're bombarded with, you know, hundreds of emails a day, unless it's something that's really worth it. And so, um, and if you create value and you show that, you know, you know what you're doing in whatever space it is and that, that you have credibility, um, then you're also going to build trust, which the next time that you send that person an email with a paid product, well, they've already seen that immense value that that you've given them in that free product. So um, the chances of, of them pulling the trigger and, and, get, and pulling out their wallet and giving you their credit card number is so much greater because you've already earned their trust and loyalty. Very good. Gino looked like he was wanting to jump in too. So go ahead, Gino. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, you know, that was, um, for me, one of the biggest things was giving away the farm um, and, and putting out. Uh, so for example, we do free layout kits and uh, we go as far as to try to build in as many pages as possible, as many modules as possible so that people are getting uh, enough to start a full blown website and, uh, what that does is um, we've, we've, we've kind of had a different approach by giving it all away. Um, that way we're not forcing them to sign up to download it. Um, what we're doing is, uh, what we put out there is as they're getting ready to leave or the pop-up that comes up is, hey, you like this? Don't miss out on what comes out next. Sign up and subscribe. And so what we try to do is, is create this like, I don't want to miss something that comes out that could be really valuable uh, rather than having them down subscribe to download the content. So they get the content, they know what it is, they know it's valuable and they're hungry for more. They know they want the next one that comes out. They know they want to be notified when the next thing comes out, whether it's a tutorial or whatever. And so what that's done for us, it's created a loyal following uh, folks that, uh, um, really will go to bat for you what we've reduced the number of deletes um or unsubscribes i should say um because i'm a real sensitive guy and i always get hurt when i see an unsubscribe <laughs> yeah. so, I got uh, yeah. and, and so uh, in the early days, 
I would just stop sending yeah. emails because I didn't want people to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I have as, a funny story about that in a second. <laughs> yeah, but as as I learned to, you know, okay, this is what people are coming here for. This is what they want. It helped me to refine my message in my newsletters, um, and and, uh, and and cater to the people that are signing up. They just they want to be notified of what's coming next. And then when a big product comes out, you know. Um, like we launched this weekend, we had a pretty great response, and I was pretty excited. And most of those clients were long-term uh, tutorial fans and users and commenters. Um, so they're just like, they're trust. They trust who we are and what we do, and and what they've received so far. And if what they received for free was that valuable to them, then it's worth the investment in a product. I think you bring up a couple of very valuable points. Hold on, Tim. I'll let you tell your story in a second real quick. I think it's very important that you understand your audience. We talked about this last week. Uh, knowing your audience and, you know, you're absolutely right. There's different, several different tactics that you can use your, your lead magnets for. And that type of lead magnet that you're talking about will build up a very loyal audience you know, double opt-in, triple opt-in, no pressure, get all of our stuff for free. Um, absolutely, they're looking for stuff from you. So I think that's a very good point. And it's something that you kind of need to decide what your mission is before you launch off into lead magnets, email acquisition. Yeah. Know, have a plan, have a strategy, and know where you want to go. So yeah. Tim, you were going to tell us a wonderful... Oh, go ahead, Leslie. No, 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 I was no. just going to say that uh, I, I think the, what you just said is probably the most important aspect ever. It depends on what your um, your end, you know, what you want to accomplish with this lead magnet. You know, if, if exactly. you don't have to be, or not everybody has to be altruistic and give stuff away. If that's not your thing, that's not your thing. If you have, if your thing is, I, I just really want to make money off this one product that I have, you know, you can do that too. You don't have to give stuff away, um, but it is good in developing trust and Gino's kind of, perfectly done that. I mean, it, he's done more than what you would think a lead magnet can do for you or, or even those types of, um, you know, things. Yeah. Gino <laughs> is, is the king of free content in the, the <laughs> <laughs> um, No, the, the story I was going to tell and I'll, I'll tie it back in is, Gino, you mentioned, you know, taking things personally when you were seeing those unsubscribes and I'm the same way. I'll see, I'll, I don't look at them all the time, but occasionally I'll go in and see who unsubscribed and. Uh, oh, I get notified. And I think all of the, the major email marketing platforms have this where they ask a reason like, um, mm -hmm. I no longer want to be on this list. It's a duplicate. I have another email that's on this list already. And then one of them is um, I did not uh, subscribe to this list or I did not ask for these emails or something. And I had people that a couple of people that were marking that option. I'm like, no, that's not true. And like, I was tempted to go in and, and uh, like uh, find exactly <laughs> what freebie they, what lead magnet that they subscribe to to put them on my list and, and prove to them no see yeah. you got this right here. this is why you're giving the this email. is what you signed up yeah get him, get him, get him. I, uh, I didn't actually do it i you know i calmed down and i i uh, realized that that would just be terrible but um i i guess the the point and the way to tie this all back in is is that something that that happens with with lead magnets when you're um, basically enticing someone or bribing them to sign up for your email list, you're going to have, um, what's the word, attrition? You're going to have people that are unsubscribed uh, because 
um, yeah, they, they just wanted the freebie and they don't care about anything else that you have to say. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's okay because they're not your customer. You know, there's people that they yeah. want free stuff and they don't see the value in, in paying for it, whether it's a, a layout pack or it's a, a website, you know, for a, a web developer. So um, at the end of the day, uh, not everyone that signs up for your lead magnets are going to be your ideal customer because some people just want free stuff and, and that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, an I, excellent point. Actually. Yeah, and I, I want to <laughs> add to that point because as you start growing your email list, what you may or may not realize if you're watching this is that, you know, once your email list gets uh, of a certain size, these email marketing tools, MailChimp, Infusionsoft, GetResp, all of these different ones, they charge money. So you really don't want people on your email list that aren't interested in. So I kind of have the reverse. I did get my feelings hurt in the beginning, but ever since I, we've been paying quite a chunk every month because of the number of e emails, I'm not so caught up on <laughs> subscribe. If they do not want to see our products and stuff, I really want them to go away. And every now and then we clean up our email list, you know, we ask them, we let them know, are you still interested? Because at the end of the day, we're paying for this. So, Yeah, that's a very good point, David. I really like that perspective. You know, one of the things, Tim, you, you mentioned how you can have lead magnets that are in one area of your website that's designated for this type of lead. And it might be separate from this type of lead over here. And uh, so what's really great is a lot of these email service providers, as you all know, they allow us to create different lists. And so we can have a list for this type of lead and a list for this type of lead. And so maybe somebody who's downloading a book on recipes, you know, goes to this list, but somebody who's downloading, um, you know, maybe uh, just something else like products and they, they get subscribed for this list over here. Um, you can separate the two and send them different messages catered towards them. And here's an example, like this is a lesson I learned. When we started creating products like uh, premium child themes, um, at kiddos.co, our news, our list was a pretty substantial, at least for us. And uh, so I would send out product updates on kiddos.co on that mailing list because I was reaching a much greater audience. At the time, Monterey Premiere was still fairly new as far as the marketplace. And what I found is, um, like David said, they, that was not the leads that were buying products. Those were the leads that were looking for free tutorials and resources. And so I had to you know, separate the message for products. And really, if, if I wanted to push the products, those leads were the people that were shopping on Monterey Premier. And so now what we do is uh, we try to keep all the product, paid product, premium product, notifications and updates just on my Monterey Premier mailing list and try to keep Kiros geared towards the free resources. And yeah, there's there's a hit, but then again, there's a, there's a strategy between having that loyal following at, at Kiros.co uh, by providing those free resources. Again, uh, what I find is they might not want to be bombarded with products, but at the same time, uh, there's this trust built and a brand name that's built that's helped solidify Monterey Premier, the actual paid gig over here on the other side. So uh, it is important to know who your audience is and, and to segment your lead magnets accordingly. Yeah, and I, I think a, we've got a email marketing topic 
in the works here coming up and stuff because you're touching on some things that you, you can do with cross marketing and stuff how to do with the two lists and stuff segmenting is good go Tim I was gonna say and in, in this this could be a whole nother episode and um, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit trail but it's something you reminded me of Gino is uh, the next step of the funnel after the lead magnet is is what's called the tripwire, and uh, basically what that is is it's um, it's basically qualifying your your customers because there's someone like Gina was saying that goes to to Kiros.co and wants something for free, whether that's a tutorial or a layout, but they might not be someone that's going to buy a premium child theme and actually want to you know fork out money to to, to buy the the child theme. And so what a tripwire is, is it's basically, um, I don't know why it's called a tripwire. I don't know who came up with this term. Uh, I learned about this from, from Russell Brunson, a brilliant yeah, Russell marketer. Yeah. It, means if, it means if they opt out, they blow up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but basically, a, a tripwire is a, a, a valuable product, something substantial at an extremely reduced cost for like you know a dollar, five dollars. And the whole purpose is it's all psychological. One, you want to weed out the people that are never going to, you know, give you money, whether it's a dollar or you know, one hundred fifty dollars. And so, um, but then also, there's a psychological, and this really doesn't apply to like, uh, you know, service businesses and, and high ticket items. It's mainly just like online sales stuff. But um, if they, the psychological aspect of them going through your checkout process and giving you money, what you know, even if it's only a dollar or five dollars, well, the next time that you offer, you promote a product that's fifty dollars, then there's a much, much higher likeliness that they're going to buy because they've already given you money, even though it was, you know, only a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's like the, the the next step of the funnel and the value ladder is, you know, yeah, you first you give them something for free to get their email, then you, you know, provide some value, then you promote a, a tripwire, which is a very low cost but high value product um, just to get them to go through that psychological um, test basically. <laughs> Lead magnets, psychological yeah. warfare. I know. <laughs> really, tripwires and psychological warfare. There really is a lot of psychology. Yeah, there really is a lot of psychology behind web design in general. Um, yeah, web design, <laughs> internet marketing, conversion um, rate optimization, you know, there's so... And we're gonna, we're gonna, the next episode is going to have to be uh, marketing Game of Thrones style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to, to call to rename Divi Chat to Divi slash Marketing Chat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, tripwires, that's a whole nother thing. But if, if, if viewers are, are saying, okay, I, I know what a lead magnet is, what's the next step? Well, the next step is to email market to them, and then uh, uh, tripwire is a great way to um, get them closer to buying your product. This is very good, Tim. Those are fantastic points. Why don't we jump in and maybe give an example of lead magnets that we have and how we use them and how they've been beneficial to us because I think maybe some practical examples may help the audience and stuff. Um, anybody want to go first? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I, I was just talking, so I don't want to double up on my response. Yeah, okay. I'll give you a break, Tim. Take a All break. Right. Take a breather. Um, okay. So, for example, you know, one of the league magnets that we use, I'm going to give two examples and I'll separate them. I'll give one that we use for our, our product side of our business, and then I'll give you an example of 
what we're doing for a client as a lead magnet so that you can have some takeaways, things that you can maybe do for your client sites and stuff. I'll talk about the client one first as opposed to mine. Um, at a um, service-based company, a solar company out of Northern Arizona that wanted to increase their solar, you know, um, business. You know, they have two sides of their business, electrical and solar, and they wanted to bring their solar side up. So we put a strategy in place to where we're going to use their, you know, we built a custom solar calculator for them. And it's a multi-step form process that basically allows them to get the contact information from the client. So for this service-based industry at the top above the fold homepage, you know, how much can solar save me? You know, residential, commercial, they choose whichever one and they walk through this process. They add their, you know, we built a, a custom form with some formulas that, dic that we got from how much solar could actually save someone versus using electrical power. So they put in their monthly, a month my electrical bill is and at the end of this um, submission this process they put their name their contact information and they receive an email with how much the calculations are the business receives the contact information for the um, potential lead now this is a warm lead this is somebody who's obviously interested in potentially solar so do you have to do a double opt-in or something like that? In this case, absolutely not. They have to put a valid email in, in order to receive the quote. So, you know, there's some strategies behind it and stuff. So that's one way that a local service-based company who's focused in a, you know, 40, 50 mile radius of how they can, Tim was talking about at the beginning, use a lead magnet. We chose to go with the solar calculator it gets their contact information. The end user gets the benefit of, hmm, they get to see how much solar can save them over a year's time. The, the company gets the warm lead and then they can follow up with their sales. So that's one example that, that we use as a lead magnet for a client. Go ahead, next. <laughs> so uh, I already mentioned um, I have the tutorial with the, um, the plugin option and they can upgrade and uh, the lead magnet is the plugin version of the tutorial. Uh, another thing that I have on, on Divi Life is the promo bar generator. So uh, when Elegant Themes launched Divi 3.0, they had this gorgeous slide in promo bar that announced Divi 3.0 um, with a nice button, cool animation. And so I saw in the Divi groups, a lot of people were wanting to know how to recreate it. And so I recreated it, showed how to do it in the tutorial um, and so anyone can go there and f absolutely for free, don't have to give me anything, can copy the code, customize it themselves. But then I took it one step further with a lead magnet, which is a generator. So they could pop in their text that they want, what they want to say on the promo bar. They could put what they want on the button. They could put, uh, copy and paste the link that they want, put that in the form, and then even customize the colors of the, the button in the promo bar itself. And then they put in their email address, hit submit, it sends them the code, the copy and paste that, put it in their site, and so it's the, the generator. Um, and so that is a, a really great um, lead magnet because it offers some value. Um, and then additionally, kind of as a side note, 
Um, and this almost this kind of goes along with what Gina was saying and why he doesn't have people um, have to subscribe uh, in order to get the layout um, on, on my promo bar generator. Uh, they can get the code for free. So I've already kind of built up that trust and credibility because they're getting something there for free. And so um, there's a higher likeliness of them putting their email address for the promo bar generator because they already, they already, I guess, trust me a little bit and because they've, they're already getting something of value 100% for free. If I just had a blog post that said, hey, look at this cool promo bar generator, um, here's how you use it, give me your email address and you can get the promo bar, it would have a, a lot lower conversion rate because um, there's no trust factor there. Um, so that, that's kind of a, a whole nother rabbit trail with building up trust and credibility. But um, I, I think that's a, a big part of why this particular lead magnet was effective and it's still effective. Um, if you're on Facebook, then you'll probably see my promo bar uh, <laughs> being uh, promoted in, in the Facebook ad. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been really effective. Now, Tim, what's what's the benefit of keep going? Go to the next step. You don't have to do your whole marketing plan and stuff. But I think <laughs> it's real important that we explain. Obviously, the example I gave with the service-based company, they have a lead that their sales team is going to follow up on. What's your intention of? What was the purpose of that lead magnet? Yeah. So the purpose is to to get them onto my email list. So. The more email lists, more people I have on my email list, the more people that can hear about a new product that I come out with. That's the first step, um, or not the first step, but that's kind of the general step, I guess. Uh, but what happens after they subscribe is they're put on an automated email sequence where I introduce myself, you know, who I am, what my my products are about, that sort of thing. They get a follow up email after that. Uh, introducing you know my most popular Divi products and then there's one email after that so um, and, and that kind of goes along with the concept of multiple touch points um, you know with dr uh, direct sales you know uh, cold calling whatever uh, I, I did that for a little while I worked at a company called house and we were selling advertising on house.com and there was never a time where I'd pick up the phone and call someone and they would automatically sign up for advertising right away. It took multiple touch points. And so that same concept can be applied to internet marketing. Um, no one's gonna buy something right away unless it like exactly fits what they need at that exact moment. But the more you kind of... Uh, wear them down. Wear, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sort of, but... Get them less again. No, in, if, in a good in a good way. Yeah, if they see my tutorial and and leave and don't give me their email address, they might forget about you know who I am, what my what my products are, and so when they need a product that I have, they won't think of it. But if I stay top of mind and you know send them periodic emails, whether it's an automated sequence or you know manual email blasts, uh, I'm going to stay fresh in their mind. They're going to remember. You know who I am, who Divi Life is. You know what my products are. So when they do need, you know, a, a pop-up builder, they'll think of Divi Overlays, or they do need this, they'll think of that, etc. And so that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, is is yeah, it's basically warming them up. You know, I have a, a warm lead. Now I'm going to warm them up even further by putting them on, on an automated email sequence. Wonderful, wonderful examples. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, Leslie, do you know either one of you guys want to share your experience? Um. Or? No, I mean, I only just started using, um, like on Divi Chat, we started having PDFs for some of the episodes. And I think on a couple, we started integrating um, where you would need to sign up to get access to that PDF. But uh, 
we haven't discussed what we're going to do with that information. So, um, take I, over the world. Yeah. <laughs> take over the world. Marketing is on, is not my thing. I don't know if I'm allergic to it or what I, I have one foot firmly in custom in like the customer Leslie. So, and I'm really like, I don't know. I'm really um, sensitive when it comes to spam or anything and it's really not always spam. I, I'm just really like anal about that stuff. Um, and that's probably why I don't have more on my site. You know, I don't require um, signups for, for anything. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not comfortable doing it. Uh, I'm getting there though. <laughs> Here's the thing with like um, subscribes and pop-ups and, you know, uh, having to give an email to, to get a, a lead magnet, a freebie, whatever. Everybody hates them, but everybody still does them. Everyone still, you know, gives out their email and still responds to pop-ups. So even though everyone hates them, they work. You know, that's why you see big companies continue to do it. Um, ET Elegant Themes, uh, they have a, a pop-up, um, and pop -up. yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> see, everyone hates it. It's like legendary. Um, but the thing is, Nick Roach is. A brilliant, brilliant internet marketer. He would not continue to have that there if it wasn't converting yeah. and wasn't, you know, at the end of the day, driving sales. So, fantastic, yeah. great, Gino. How about you? Yeah. Uh, so, a couple of things that I have in mind. Uh, you know, uh, what I wanted. One of the things I wanted to bring up is I haven't done this yet, but uh, a friend of mine who's a uh, sales growth consultant. We're doing some stuff together. Um, for some courses, some business courses. Um, but one of the things he kind of showed me, and uh, he, there's companies out there and businesses that if you send them four or five of your blog posts, they'll turn it into a book for you and even publish it, print it, send you like 100 copies. So if you're thinking to yourself like, oh, I wish I had something, and you know, if you have five or six good blog articles that are kind of related to a particular topic, you can send it to somebody else and have them put it together for you at a reasonable cost these days. And so he sent me his book, and um, you know they're just articles that he had put together over the years that they formatted, and they, they have a nice hardcover and everything, and he gives those out, and it's great. And so it's, it's even cheaper doing an ebook. And so that's something that he was kind of showing me just how inexpensive it really is to do that, and you don't have to have much. Um, so that's one thing. But for us, going back to... Like, okay, I got those free tutorials. Uh, and like Tim said, it's a branding thing mostly for me. It's uh, getting my name out there, uh, keeping uh, myself relevant in the community, in the online community. It has generated a lot of business for us on the web design side of things. It has solidified us in our products. Like uh, people you know, know us. They see my name out there. They trust us. And so... Um, so there are people who go to my tutorial site and buy products as well. Not everybody's looking for free stuff. Um, but then I got into courses this year. And, you know, I, I didn't do webinars. I, I didn't do any mass promotion. I didn't do any, you know, signups. And, and you, it's only available for these time slots. I just recorded them in my free time and uh, put it together. And it's a self uh, taught thing where people sign up, they start, and they go at their own pace. I don't need to be there training them. And if it wasn't for the kudos.co tutorial website where all the freebies are, um, I'd have no way of getting that in front of people. So now I have that promo bar up on top that says, hey, you want to learn how to use Divi? And that's where I get my students from. And so 
all those free tutorials are like, okay, if he can teach me how to do this for free, then I definitely want to take a course. And I definitely want to take an advanced course. And I definitely want to learn more. And so, you know, there's uh, that's how we've used the lead magnet to help my course business in addition to my web design business and product business. So um, that one tool, I guess that goes back to a new episode, uh, mark, different marketing channels and how to cross cross market, like you were saying earlier, David. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to, those are, that's a perfect example. And I love that we're kind of covering the gamut here because, you know, we've got, you know, full blown intentional email acquisition to, you know, Gino, the other end of the spectrum where it's building up value and allowing people to opt in completely 100%, which the loyalty in those audiences is different. I can tell you, it's a very different audience. Um, the way that Gino's building it is a very loyal, you know, a loyal following and stuff. I'm going to talk a little bit about our number one lead magnet that, that we've created and stuff. And it was the demo zone. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie was talking about, um, I'm going to kind of touch on several of the points and I'll use the demo zone as an example of the questions that we've kind of talked about. Leslie and I mentioned that her and I were talking about earlier, you know, about email acquisition and stuff. The quote, I'll quote what I told her. I said, look, the only thing I, we did right was we started collecting emails, you know, but as far as sequencing, list segments, automation, all of the marketing things beyond collecting the email, you know, was, was, um, we've just learned, started getting into in the past eight to nine months and mind blown. There's so much, more than just collecting the emails and how to use it properly and how to market and how to segment automation. I've learned a lot from Tim. Um, I'm going to throw some names out here. Shannon Schaefer, Corey Hammond, you know, these are phenomenal online marketers that know and understand these processes. So I've kind of been learning them, but what we did was it took a lot of time and money to build the demo zone. This wasn't something that was, thrown together and, and, you know, it was easy to do and free. It took a considerable amount of time to build all of these layouts and stuff and then build custom plugins that would allow people to go in. Cause if you're familiar with Divi, you know, you, Divi will only allow you to have that one member on the back end at one time. So we wanted millions of users if millions of users would come to the site and be able to view the back end of how these, websites were built and stuff. So, and we did it, you know, with the intention to teach people to help them learn, you know, because I remember when I started, man, if I would have had something like this where I could go in and pick apart, holy cow, would have been awesome. So it wasn't sheer altruism. It was, we knew that we were product creators, that we wanted to build an audience that we could market our future products to and um, try to build a business with. So, that was our sole intention of building the demo zone. It has been fantastic, you know, because it gets, and it's 100% free. It costs nothing to use. The layouts on the demo zone, you can download 100% nothing. So, Except they have to pay for shipping, right? 
<laughs> hey, shipping is something that businesses make quite a bit of money on. <laughs> shipping so, and handling, yeah. Yeah, shipping and handling. So don't knock it, Tim. Hey, all, <laughs> all those all those products on as you've seen on TV, like get the second one, just pay shipping. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean that's what we did. Now, um done is it has you know because we've written articles and because we've tied it in with content marketing it's built up kind of not only the brand and awareness but also organic seo traffic for people that want to learn divi they find it so then you know coincidentally they see that we have a shop we have products and it's somewhat of a soft sell it's not a real hard sell the hard sell comes on the backside when you do do email marketing to these people later on down the line. Uh, and the hardest selling that we've done is, hey, we're having a sell this week. <laughs> kind of your traditional Black Friday, different kind of stuff. The soft sells is, you know, content marketing with blog posts and stuff that we put out. Um, my, you know, favorite, that, that, my favorite catchphrase, people love to buy, but they hate being sold to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's me. We're, we're going to do a whole dang <laughs> segment on that one. That's for yeah. sure. So, and it's been a, it's been a phenomenal lead magnet for us. It really has. Um, we also have now the Divi space child theme creator. We've rebuilt it. We've, we've done some things to it a little bit differently over the past few months that, um, you know, magnet as well. Um, layout packs, all these things. If you're if you're not sure and you want to build an audience, start building an audience today. If you plan on marketing products down the line, it's going to benefit you and stuff. Um, what uh, other things are we missing? Some <laughs> some glaring hand. ones. Go ahead, uh, Leslie. Leslie. You, know, you mentioned um, the double opt-in, and I was just wondering if you could just talk about that real quick because I think a lot of people may not know what that is. Um, a lot of people here uh, with who use Divi use Bloom, and Bloom has a little notification where you, if you go to uncheck it, it'll it'll it kind of I don't remember what the wording is, but it makes you scared to uncheck it. So if you could um, talk talk a little bit about the double opt in um, and why you know maybe sometimes you don't want to turn that on, sometimes you do. Does it is it frowned well, upon if you don't? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the the number one reason why double. Double opt-in is way more important than no double opt-in. Well, say what it is, because some people don't know what it is. Well, a double opt-in simply it means that someone comes and they sign up for your email list. They agree. They're going to receive a second email confirming that you, they are going to be added to your email list. And the whole purpose of that is so that you don't get spam email addresses. So. Well, well, part of the purpose. One of the, my main reasons is I don't want emails that are no good, blobbity blobbity gook at whatever.com and <laughs> downloading my product. And then they're in my email list, which is charging me because it's growing. Yeah, yeah. So the benefit of double opt-in is they have to put in a valid email address in order to be added to the email list. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and that makes, a hundred percent sense for just um, you know a general uh, like subscribe form on on like you know your sidebar like a newsletter yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. but um, for like for lead magnets if you're emailing it to them so all of my lead magnets for that reason David I because you could set it up to where give me your email and then it, it you know reveals the download button or whatever yeah. after they hit the because then they could type in whatever they want 
And so I intentionally make it very clear that I'm sending it to your email address. So give me the right email. Um, but I've, I've still heard of uh, double opt-in being beneficial. I haven't tested it. I haven't done a lot, but just kind of throwing it out there. But kind of like the the psychological aspect of having them, you know, jump through one final hoop in order to get that freebie, you know, that lead magnet. Um, it's it's kind of making them a little bit more loyal because um, they're it's almost like similar to like the the tripwire that the psychology of them giving you even a dollar it's you know greater chance of them buying something later I don't I haven't done a lot of testing I'm just kind of throwing that out there that there might be some um, that might have some validity to it but um, well yeah. I know for me when I started out and um, you know, I, I, I only had a, a sign up like, hey, you know, get what's new at a girl in her Mac, like news, you know, what's going on, like if I'm going to come out with a child theme or something. Um, and I took off the double opt-in because I just wanted subscribers. I didn't want them to have to make sure they wanted to be on my list. I wanted to get them then. I didn't want to give them the chance to forget to, to confirm. Um, and I think probably that might be, uh, you know, a lot of new people's way of thinking. Like, I don't, they don't, you know, I didn't care that it was, it might have been a crappy, I didn't think about it might be spam or anything like that. Um, but now, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, okay, yeah, I probably should have done that. But, um, but you know, in the beginning, I was like, well, no, I don't want them to accidentally forget to confirm and I want their address, so I would turn it off. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought of another reason. So I'm going to use an analogy. So um, I got a dog about nine months ago and we did some training with them. And the trainer told us something, a term called lack of generalization, where you could teach the dog something in your backyard and it does it every time. And then you go inside and all of a sudden it's like you completely forgot that command because in your dog's head, it's like it's the, he can't like make the connection because he's in a different environment and different things, different smells, everything. And so I think the same can be true with uh, online <laughs> consumers is when they're on your website and whether they're downloading a freebie or just subscribing to the newsletter or whatever, they're giving you their email and yeah, they know what site they're on, whatever. Well, now they leave the site, they go somewhere else. Well, now they return to your inbox and or to their email and they're seeing some email from uh, from Aspen Grove Studios, for example, they're like, who the heck is that? I don't know. Unsubscribe because they've yeah. already forgotten. Exactly, exactly. Did you just compare your customers to your dogs? <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit. Um, but if you're having them go through a double opt-in, well, now they're in their email inbox and they're, they have to go to their inbox to get that freebie or to fully subscribe to the newsletter. And so they have to click that box saying, yes, I want to subscribe. So now they're seeing your name, Aspen Grove Studios, again, for the example, in their inbox opposed to on their webpage with all your branding. And so now they're going to remember. So when they get your email, they're like, oh yeah, I knew who that is. I had to, you know, do the double opt-in for it. So now I got to go yeah. back and check all my options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Thanks, guys. That's a, oh man, I, I don't even know what I did. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple more things, and I'm going to, we've got some comments from some viewers who are watching Ooh. the live cast. By the way, people, in case we never mentioned it, we do this live. So if you want to watch it live every Tuesday, 5 30 Central Time on YouTube, we're doing it live. Josh yeah. comments and says, you know, another reason why you might want to have a double opt-in is because it's required by law in some countries, similar to cookies in the EU, where you need to notify people that you're that you're doing this. So if you live in a country that requires by law double opt-in, I'd find out the laws. I don't 
know any. So <laughs> I can't tell you which countries they are, but uh, maybe Josh can send us an email or something and let us know yeah, which countries they are. And Tim, you know, I was, you're absolutely 100% right on the double opt-in stuff. I was kind of starting where the, the low hanging fruit with the newsletters and stuff. And I was working myself up because you, <laughs> you are right. When you do a giveaway, if they do not give a valid email address, duh, they're not getting the giveaway. So yeah, very, that's, very good point. The, that's the equivalent of a double opt-in in my opinion as well. Yeah, so for example, Divi theme child creator, they fill out, and then they get the child theme. So if they put their wrong email address, not so yeah. they're not going to get it. <laughs> so it's the equivalent of a double opt-in. It's just as good. So all valid points. Great. Fantastic. Uh, let me see my question list here. I did have one more question on the list. I don't know that we're going to have time to cover it because we still have to do our world famous parting thoughts for tonight. And uh, I think our parting thoughts off ladies first, Leslie. Mm. Um, oh gosh. Well, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I would just say to, to look into it. If it's something that you you've never done, you're curious about your hope, you know, you're thinking it could help your business. It probably can most likely it will. Um, so look into it. It's, it's not, it's like anything else. Um, yeah, you're going to have to learn a little bit. Maybe there's a bit of a learning curve. Um, for me, I'm still trying to figure out MailChimp. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out automation and sequences. So, um, but you can do it. it. It's not, you know, it's, you can do it. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. Tim. <clears throat> yeah. So I would say my final thought would be, uh, and this kind of relates to what something David said earlier is don't be afraid to create something that is, uh, very valuable, something that you could sell for, <coughs> excuse me, um, hundreds of dollars even. Um, you know, there's that tendency to, to want to just create something quick and, and cheap. Um, but don't be afraid to, to give away something of high value because that's just going to build trust and they're going to remember you uh, because you've already given them something valuable and you're going to build up that, that loyalty. Um, and then I would say uh, additionally, um, figure out you know, how lead magnets can work in, in your business or your client's business, whatever, because, you know, we talked a lot. Um, we kind of geared this conversation more towards um, online businesses, but um, we, we also touched on some examples of, um, you know, offline businesses. Uh, so figure out exactly how you can do it because it can really be applied to any type of business. Uh, it just needs to be tweaked a little bit to, to fit the model. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Hey, Gino, what about you? Yeah, I would say this. I'm looking back at Josh, who's uh, one of the live viewers right now. He had a comment earlier do your research before creating a lead magnet to ensure you're solving a common pain point. He doesn't want to, uh, he wants to limit ne negative experiences from clients who he's convinced need a lead magnet. So I would say this, I would say uh, get to know your client well, talk with them uh, or if it's yourself and, and really kind of sit down, who are my visitors and what do they want? What would they enjoy? What would they be willing to sign up for? And I would say, don't limit it to one and don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't say this is the way to do it. I'm going to spend this much money on an ebook and that's going to be my lead manager. I would say go with three or four 
uh, maybe even five, and and list them down and be ready to move on to the next one if you're not seeing results from the first one. And experiment a little bit. So uh, as you said earlier in the show, David, you listed about 15 different types of lead magnets. I would say pick a few that resonate with you and explore them a little bit further. And uh, eventually, I believe, when you find the one that's providing the best results, uh, then invest a little bit more into that and replicate that in different areas of your business or website or or, or brick and mortar place, you know? Awesome. Thanks, you know, that was some good My stuff. My final thought is lame. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, do you want to go do you want to go again? No, I don't have any more thoughts. <laughs> Your thought was not lame. I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was good too. Here's my parting thought. Um, if you are not subscribed to Divi Chat's podcast, I highly recommend you head on over and subscribe. Because <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, we're covering some pretty awesome stuff on Divi Chat lately. And I know that over the next six weeks, we've got some really fantastic topics. We're going to dive into sales and marketing and how to generate leads and how to close and, you know, web design and just we're going to be covering fantastic things on Divi Chat. Stop laughing yeah. at me, Leslie. No, I'm we're thinking, of, I'm oh, thinking of what Terry, one of our hosts, Terry Hale, said in a in our slack he's like you know you're you're going against the your what did he say you're uh leaving out the coders or something it's like the divi chat is going against the coders like we're not, we haven't been talking about any code stuff but it's hard to have discussions right. about code though you know yeah, yeah it is because people will be doing this leslie and terry terry we love you but here's what our audience will be doing <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of our audience. There's quite a few coders out there. Jerry would be up. I'm sure yeah. Jerry would be commenting and chatting in the chat room on that one. Oh, he'd be on there. Absolutely. Him and Terry would be talking the whole time. Yeah. Matter of fact, we need to have a developer's chat, by God. Yeah. Terry, we got one coming and up. Corey, yeah, Corey yes, Jane. Yeah. yeah, we're scheduling it on the podcast, by golly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, um, you know, Email marketing, email is still really, really big. Social media is fantastic, powerful platforms, but email marketing is still very, very useful. And so I highly encourage you to investigate lead magnets, follow Divi Chat. We're going to dive more into some of these other topics as we go along, give you some good takeaways and stuff. Hopefully you got some tonight. Um, it's been a great episode, folks. Yeah, an hour. Mm. Yeah. Divi, and there's more of us. <laughs> 37. Seven. In the books. In hey, the books. If, if you've enjoyed this episode, head on over to iTunes. Please have star review, as Leslie likes to say. It helps us get found by other WordPress podcasts and stuff. So, um, Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them. iTunes. Don't leave them in iTunes. We rarely ever go over there. I know we're screwing the pooch. I'm admitting it right now. We're screwing the pooch. I don't even know how to go, go over there. <laughs> David's coming clean today. This is like coming out of the closet moment. I'm not doing it anymore. Twitter. He doesn't check messages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. Can, can you comment on podcast episodes? I th I'm not sure. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's a good oh, question. On iTunes, 
have some homework for you. We need to do an episode on that. I'm not just saying that you can only leave reviews. Yeah, Jason Tucker. Yeah, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, leave them on YouTube or our website. We always answer those. Um, check the show notes, divi.chat. Next week's episode is... Leslie? Podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting. Podcasting. There we go. Oh. Jason Tucker, we really do need you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can come on. Uh, thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye, Bye. everybody. Ciao. See ya.